Hi, I'm Rebecca Fanna. I'm the founder and editor of the Silicon Dragon podcast. And today we're going to be interviewing a really interesting company uh, founded uh, by Edward Moncada. He's the co-founder and CEO of Blockfolio. Uh, now, Blockfolio is invested in by David Chow of DCM Ventures. And we're right here on Sand Hill Road at DCM Ventures office. And I have Edward and David here to talk about Blockfolio and what it's doing and what it's up to. Now, the reason I was really interested in this is that it seems to be bringing a lot of transparency, clarity to the whole blockchain communications flow and Bitcoin and crypto communications flow. And with fake news today and all kinds of fake information out there, I think that this sounds like a real step forward. So, Edward, tell us about Blockfolio. I mean, how did you come up with this idea? So, Blockfolio is the number one portfolio tracking app in the cryptocurrency ecosystem. We uh, have millions of users, over 150 exchanges, over 3,000 cryptocurrencies that we track. You know, we, my co-founders and I were early adopters of Bitcoin. Um, in 2013, we started investing in more than just Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. And what we found is, at that time, uh, all the portfolio tracking apps were predominant. There were Bitcoin-only portfolio tracking apps. In 2014, we decided to do something about it, and we started building Blockfolio, which we, we launched later in 2015. Well, how did you get into Bitcoin in the first place, anyhow? Uh, yeah, you know, it was coming back from... Uh, sorry, I apologize. I had a previous life as a professional poker player. Okay. And uh, I, I, a friend who had started a Bitcoin poker site. Okay. And... I had asked him to put one Bitcoin into an account for me, and I decided to start playing in it. And a few months later, I had a lot more than one Bitcoin. <laughs> I cashed out uh, a bunch of them, and, and I realized how fast it, it hit my, uh, my bank account. And given what I'd seen the U.S. government do to prohibit money from going in and out of online gambling sites, I found it very fascinating that you know, this new technology, this, this, that Bitcoin was able to get around these rules understand how. So I started reading everything I could about Bitcoin. I started trying to understand the blockchain technology and uh, just went into the black hole that, that people get into when they first really learn about it. The was, black hole. Yeah. The, <laughs> of, of trying to learn about, about Bitcoin, I, just, I found myself just obsessing on it almost. To the point where my wife one day says to me, I remember when I used to be a Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, <laughs> all joking. I mean, uh, Just like one of those things, and to find yourself really inundated in it. And, uh, in it. and, and I'm, I feel very fortunate to have done that because you know, I found myself uh, in the middle of very early on in something that is going to be so big and it's clear it's going to impact in a pretty tremendous way. Right. And I, I like the whole idea of the clarity and the transparency that Blockfolio is trying to bring to this whole crypto world today. And, and I think that's why uh, David and the whole DCM team got excited about uh, your company. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, David, I mean, uh, let's hear it from you. I mean, why did, why did DCM invest in Blockfolio? Well, we really invested in Blockfolio for two reasons. One, it was... Uh, the number one app, and as Ed was saying uh, earlier, and it was at least four or five times bigger than the second player um, in the space. And as you know, many exchanges only show um, information on two or three currencies. 
And so for Blockfolio to be able to show thousands of cryptocurrencies, prices, it really um, uh, let people um, access the information very readily, um, and they were the number one player. Uh, the second reason is that we were very intrigued with uh, Ed's vision to take this to the next level, which is, um, you know, he re recently uh, announced a product called Signal that allows mm -hmm. the cryptocurrency communities to talk to each other um, and the token teams to talk directly with uh, the actual consumers. Um, and on top of that, you know, he's, uh, he has this vision uh, with the blockchain to um, uh, really... Um, allow the consumers to verify trades and um, manage their portfolio. And so we really think that his vision is the right one in terms of um, the consumer, you know, really interacting with crypto in a very easy manner. Right. Um, so everybody can de deal with crypto just like we deal with stocks. But how do you protect against this kind of fake, information around crypto. How, how does Blockfolio deal with that and Signal deal with that? Yeah, so, you know, obviously the communication channels that exist in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, uh, you know, whether it's Twitter or, you know, uh, Telegram or Slack, they're, they're being gained because they're two-way communication channels. And we realize that you know, there's this toxic environment that's been growing uh, when it comes to, like, token teams trying to communicate with uh, their holders or people who are interested in their protocols. And, uh, and we realized that we were in a unique situation because we had so much reach in, in the ecosystem that we could, uh, you know, give token teams the ability to broadcast updates directly to their users in the form of a one-directional uh, update. And being one-directional meant that it couldn't be gained. We would verify, you know, who the kind of official representatives were for each of the protocols, and we would give them access to this platform and we can send updates directly to users directly, and they would receive it in their uh, portfolio accounts. And, uh, and so... And it's instant, too, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, you know... It's real time. It's, it's, you know, the second that they hit publish, for instance, I think Dash has something like 150,000 uh, people in the portfolio network that hold Dash. And when they send out a broadcast, it goes to 150,000 people at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, I think what's, what's interesting about it is that it's something that users are enthusiastic about because they're no longer getting misinformation. It's coming straight from the source. It's coming straight from the token mm -hmm. team. So when they want to find out about what's really going on, mm -hmm. there's no bias like there would be uh, in the like, in articles or things, there's no uh, agenda, there's no scams. It's just what the token teams want to. Um, how is it? The token teams have a main line of communication. A main line of communication. That sounds good. Can you track where these consumers or users or buyers are coming from, and uh, and how does it all sort out geographically? Because I, I, you know, your Asia is way ahead. You know. Japan, yeah. Korea. I mean, you know, we're a mobile app and we can track Google Analytics and then the workflow network. We have 22% uh, in the U.S., 78% in the international. Right? And so I would say probably the next biggest uh, segment is going to be coming from Europe. But we're, you know, Asia's uh, cryptocurrencies are pretty popular in Asia. And so we're starting to kind of get our footprint there.
this was one of the reasons why we were excited about having these in as investors because they have some huge integration markets. Yeah, well, certainly Japan, Korea, and well, China is China a factor in this now? I mean, Bitcoin is kind of off limits, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's off limits from the uh, perspective that Chinese companies can't do their own ICOs. However, uh, there's still so many ways that the Chinese audience participates in the cryptocurrency because they can go to sites outside China and buy buy currencies. Okay. And some companies can actually set up shop in Singapore and do an ICO. And uh, as we all know, um, you know, most uh, they are the largest you know single group of traders in the you know Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. It's and I, to bring it back to the part how you got involved with this, you were in poker and you talked about online gambling, and so it was crypto like that. I mean, the volatility of crypto is pretty. Is pretty it's a let me rephrase that. It's, just, it's a very very volatile market in the crypto space. The fluctuations are much more than traditional equities markets, and so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's more risk taken in it, and it is very reminiscent of the fluctuations that you have as a professional gambler. Um, I think that's part of the reason why Blockfolio is so successful, because people would open up the app and these crazy price fluctuations, um, you know, their, their experience is probably not much different than the pool of a slot machine. Uh, right? Um, with given the volatility in the markets, and so um, they have to check every ten seconds. <laughs> I see. see what's yeah, happening. that is, that so would be addictive. The they're opening the app, you know, every thirty seconds to check. Or they're they're opening it quite a bit. I mean, our users are they're opening it over ten times per day. Our average. Oh wow! How many users do you have? Uh, we have close to four million downloads. We have one point four million monthly active users. Uh, on a daily basis, it's anywhere from you know, 500,000 to 650,000 daily active users. And is it growing? Yes. Like, give, uh, give us an idea of uh, the growth. Of the growth? I mean, we pick up probably right now between five and 10,000 new downloads every day. Okay. Um, well, since our investment last October, um, the number of users have tripled. All right, so David's keeping track here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like any good investor. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I think uh, when Bitcoin price hit $20,000, I think that day we picked up 70000 downloads. It's quite a bit. And this is what I think is a, a kind of fun, or like one of the kind of interesting things about this. We only ever spent $300 on ads for portfolio. That's in it. 2015. It was all organic word of mouth. It's all word of mouth. Yes, okay. people like the product and they started sharing it with their friends telling them they're in cryptocurrencies. This is the app that you have to use. It has, you know, they can right. track over any coin on any exchange. I see. And keep up to date very quickly about what's going on with your portfolio. So how does Blockfolio make money then? Um, we're, we are not focused on making money right now. We're focused on growth, right? But we do have a vision on how we do want to make money. One thing that we're, there are a couple of things that we're planning on doing. One is, like I said, we're bringing in the token teams more start to offer services to token teams. We're offering them a communication channel. Later on, we're going to offer them, uh, you know, some analytics, uh, you know, metrics that they can get to better service their token economies. 
um, you know, and for these premium services that we're going to offer to the technical teams we plan to monetize. Uh, in addition, we're in the process of building our own uh, blockchain-based data ownership protocol, which we're calling DataBlock, which is going to give our users ownership and control of their data. So DataBlock is, uh, you know, a protocol that we'll be launching that, you know, as Blockfolio is going to own a stake in DataBlock for incubating the project, and it's designed to be, to be in a way that it can give ownership and control of data to uh, any sort of data set, not just crypto financial transaction data. And we believe that, you know, as the data block platform that grows and creates value, that that will bring value to the investors of Blockfolio. So do you think this is going to go mainstream? Is this going to become like the new Wall Street, the um, new Main Street <laughs> way of investing? Cri and, yeah, and, and trading, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people believe that tokenization is going to be very broad and you'll probably start seeing uh, you know equities or you know, securities being tokenized um, you know, so I think my personal opinion is right now what we've seen is, is you know, the tip of the iceberg tip of the iceberg what do you think David well I think we're really seeing two different waves you know one wave is crypto for crypto's sake meaning it's a currency right and of course that the, the debate there is, will it one day replace gold? Um, the second way, really, what's happening is really the blockchain. Meaning, it's not used as a, of course, you use the currency, but you use the currency to actually uh, get some utility. Whether it's uh, social networking, whether it's, uh, you know, blockchain Uber, um, uh, but you are actually deriving some value out of it. And I really do think that in the long run, the second wave is really going to drive um, a lot of new economies. And so from that perspective, I do think uh, there will be a Wall Street equivalent for cryptocurrencies. Now, that's going to live, you know, out in, out in um, you know, on the Internet. And I think that's really exciting to yeah. have a borderless Wall Street and um, that uh, the users and consumers benefit from verified transaction. Now, I imagine both of you are believers enough that you own some sort of crypto or digital coin. Am yeah. I right, Edward? Yes, I do. <laughs> but you sold some early on, so but yes. you still have some. I regret every time I sold. <laughs> I see. Okay, David? Well, um, we are prohibited to own the cryptos that we invest in. I see. Um, so I have to be very selective. I see. All right. But as a venture capital firm, uh, you've invested in this crypto startup in a way. It's a startup. So um, that's really seems kind of unusual for a venture capital firm. Can you explain why, why it makes sense? Well, I do think there's a group of VCs that uh, have invested in the cryptocurrency ecosystem very early. I think we're you know, certainly... A uh, little bit on the early side, we've invested in other cryptos like Chia, Theta, um, the, the new uh, blockchain that um, uh, the former CEO of SoFi is starting um, through figure technologies. Um, but, you know, it's very simple. We believe that many of these blockchains and currencies are ultimately um, going to grow 
um, and become big, just like um, any companies that we invest in. Mm. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, you know, it is about returns that uh, we expect, and we do think that uh, these currencies will, uh, will grow and do very well. Um, but I think it's really about the excitement that this really is the next next big thing after internet and mobile. I do think it's uh, the blockchain is really the third third leg of the stool that's really going to allow a huge explosion in a brand new market. And I think you know, as a VC, we can't be on the sidelines. <laughs> it's something new that has a lot of potential and. Uh, you know, we're going to jump right into it. And well, that's great, David. Thank you so much. I mean, and Edward as well. Good luck to you and um, hope that you get a lot of returns from Blockfolio. And thanks again for listening out there. And we'll see you next week or we'll hear you next week on the Silicon Dragons podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye now.